0: Good evening. Good to see everyone out tonight. I'll ask you to stand as we start our service with Oh How I Love Jesus Do the first, second, and the last verses.
1: It's all about, is our love for Him. Uh, I pray that we don't just have religion, we don't just go through the motions, and we don't read our Bible to check off a list, or we don't have prayer time to say we did it. I hope that it is a, a love relationship with the Lord, that we honor God and we want to spend time with the Lord, and, and really, you know, worship is not just a couple of times on Sunday, maybe a, a, a once on Wednesday night. Worship is a way of life, and every time that we honor God and we obey the Lord, it ought to be out of love for God And that's worship uh, Every time that we you know, desire to do things godly And do things right It ought to be out of love for the Lord And he's worthy And matter of fact we'll uh, be looking again in Colossians tonight Colossians chapter 3 and, um, and a major theme in Colossians is that Christ is supreme And uh, he's, he's our all in all He's it And, um, and I pray that, that we do what we do out of love for the Lord Uh, not because of religion or because we feel obligated or because we have to, but because of what we just sang. Oh, how I love Jesus, and that we'll love him, and then we'll understand that the reason that we love him is because of his love for us. I mean, in eternity past, before uh, Adam and Eve, before mankind had had, uh, even been created, Jesus chose uh, to follow the Father's plan, and go to the cross because he knew it didn't take God by surprise when Adam and Eve sinned. Uh, God knew and God has a plan and that plan is L-O-V-E, his love, his everlasting love for us. And Jesus willingly came and paid the price for our sin so that we might know him. And I pray that when we think about his love for us, that we then would love him and we would honor him and obey him and talk with him and spend time with the Lord. And, uh, you know, you think about a best friend, you know, somebody that you call and somebody that you like to spend time with, and somebody that you text or whatever. Um, you know, you, you enjoy that, you know, that you enjoy that friendship. And the greatest friend we have is the Lord, our maker. And I pray that we will desire to love him and honor him and serve him. And uh, I'm grateful that we can gather again tonight for worship. And I welcome you. I don't know if the live stream is, is, is still down, um, we apologize for that. Um, I, I, I don't know when this will air But I know um, we're having issues with that uh, So we apologize to those That, uh, uh, that are uh, Depending on the, uh, the online Hopefully we can get the router or Whatever needs to be taken care of uh, but, uh, but anyway it's great that we can be here together And we had to close the blinds over here It was blinding uh, Steve and Chrissy over here So the days are getting a little bit longer And, um, and I'm grateful for that And it won't be long uh, Probably a month or so It'll probably not get dark till 7 o'clock and, um, and so um, I'm grateful for this Just It's good to, to think about warmer days coming And, uh, and longer daylight but, uh, but I'm thankful that God's in charge of all that I'm glad I'm not It's not up to me to take care of that But God is certainly capable And God is able And if he can control the universe uh, Think about what he can do with us If we'll only love him and serve him And I pray that we'll desire to do that um, I'm, gr- I'm so thankful that you're here tonight I welcome you and I do want to remind you, we have baby dedication this coming Sunday, and I'm so grateful for that. And also, um, on the uh, uh, next Sunday night, we'll have, um, we'll have our chili cook-off, our super chili cook-off, uh, church-wide fellowship. It's going to be a great time uh, together, so uh, remind you about that. Sign up and, uh, and, and bring some chili with you, or dessert, whichever one, and, uh, and join us, and we'll have a good time together. Uh, next Sunday night at our super chilly cook off. And then, of course, I want to remind our adults, our couples, about our uh, steak dinner coming up on the 19th. And I um, hope you've signed up for that. Bring a friend, and they're certainly welcome. And Jeremy Merck, pastor at Nars First, is going to be with us to, to share with us. So that'll be a special time for our couples as well. And, and I pray that'll enhance marriages and that that'll be a special night. So I want to remind you about that. Continue to pray for Gene Watson, also Jane Pratt, and Mickey Oliver, Patsy Morris. Let's remember these as we pray tonight, and um, of course Mickey's brother, Mickey Oliver's brother passed away, so uh, we want to uh, lift up Mickey and her family as we go to the Lord in prayer tonight, but, um, but I'm so glad that you're here tonight, and I'm going to ask Chris Counts if he would, if he would lead us uh, to the Lord in prayer. Let's join our hearts together in prayer. Let us continue to worship.
0: I'll ask you to stand again as we sing hymn number 600, More About Jesus. More about Jesus would I know more peaceably.
1: God, every plan that you have is a perfect plan. God, we love you, and we ask for forgiveness of all of our sins, God. God, I pray that you would be with these tithes and these offerings, and God, I just pray that you would use them to the building of your kingdom and to help the church grow, and Father, to spread the message of Jesus Christ in this community. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, I'm so thankful to see each of you here tonight, and uh, if you'll turn with me to uh, Colossians chapter 3, and uh, we'll be starting uh, at verse 12, and uh, I want to preach to you a message tonight including express your new self. Now normally, you know, that phrase is express yourself, Um, but um, I intentionally put new in there because of the new life in Christ, uh, when we trust Christ as our Lord and Savior. Uh, we're a new man, new. We're a new person, new creature in Christ. The Bible says, and um, and that's what we need to express. Not the old self. You know, that's the problem a lot of times. That old sin nature, even though we have a new uh, nature that God gives us at salvation, that old sin nature is still there, and sometimes it rears its ugly head. And we can express that, but let's not express that. Let's express our our new self. Paul wrote, uh, because we are God's chosen people, we should act like it, and. Uh, so that's what I want us to focus on here tonight: is express your new self. Today, everybody's expressing themselves. My goodness, social media! Um, everybody's got a post, and everybody's got something to share. Um, not only social media, but there's protesters and there's boycotts that seem to happen every day. And in a world where everyone is expressing themselves, Christians should not be silent in our expressions. And I'm not talking about winning battles so much, but I'm talking about bragging on Jesus, talking about the Lord and how good God is and, and um, how you know, you know maybe, maybe when you had a time of devotion, how God shared something or you, you learned something or you prayed about something and, and God helped you through something. And, and we should be expressing that, talking about how God makes the difference and the hope that we have uh, in Him. And in a world where everyone's expression, expressing themselves, I'm afraid... Sometimes Christians are stuttering at best And and, and the reason, again, that I say express your new self Is because as believers, we are a new creation By the mercy and by the grace and by the power of God And how wonderful it is to know that we are being made new as believers in Christ God is working on us He's not finished with us yet And He's still working on me and He's still working on you And that will be the case uh, until we see Him in glory. And we'll have glorified bodies and we'll be in a perfect place and perfect bodies with the perfect Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But until then, let's let God change us and work and shape and mold us uh, into a new person that God would have us to be. And uh, what a blessing that that is. is I'm not who I ought to be, uh, but I'm also not who I once was in Christ. And I certainly don't want to go back. what I was before Christ because I've got nothing to go back to. But he's working on us. That's sanctification, by the way. That's the sanctification process. That process begins at salvation. You know, oftentimes we we treat salvation like it's an end. I'm glad that's over with. I'm glad I'm not going to hell. I'm glad I'm going to heaven. But the reality is it's an end to the old self. The new self begins to live. And that's, that's what we should express. And that's what we should live out is the new self. And and bragging on the Lord and worshiping the Lord out of love for God. Let's love Jesus. Oh, how I pray that this time next week, if we were to sing, Oh, how I love Jesus, that we're in love with Him more then than we are now, that we're just letting Him change us and that we're trusting God and we're honoring God. So I want to emphasize that it's more than just expressing yourself that I'm talking about tonight. It's express your new self. And really, without Christ, we have a vain, empty expression i'm talking about lifeless hopeless dead that's our expression if it's not christ what the world truly needs is to see and hear about jesus let's express our new self the change that jesus brings in us so it's my prayer that each of us would contribute to our church right here at 400 edgemont avenue uh, being a lighthouse in this community as we express our se- our new self and we share Jesus with others. So let's focus, there's only two tonight that I want us to look at, two ways tonight that we as a believer must express our new self. And so, first of all, we must put on some things. We express our new self, there's some things that we need to put on. And just like we change clothes, we take off the old and, and, and all those bad habits and the way that I lived before Christ and, and so I just take, that, take those old stinking dirty clothes off and I begin to put on some new clothes and, and just imagine and, and I know this is probably uh, kind of humorous but just imagine me standing up here tonight. Man I'm talking about some good platforms on and, and, and a good white leisure suit and, and uh, you know just I mean it's like it's just totally different than say what I was on, on Friday when I, I went running on Friday and it was raining and, um, and and there were mud puddles, and, and I wasn't smart because I wore my new shoes, my new running shoes that Valerie got me for Christmas, and, and I'm running through that, and there's, and there was water at certain places all over the uh, the, the trail, and so I, I went out in the grass, and there's mud, and I got my shoes all messed up and all all dirty. And so I promise you on Friday, I was stinking and dirty, and, and as soon as I got home, I couldn't wait to change clothes and take a shower. Boy, that 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 to get cleaned up, man, it just it looked. Just imagine, though, you know that that there's a total difference. And I just talked to you about a white suit and some platforms and and, and whatever else. And, and and there's a change. And somebody that would see me on Friday would say, man, I didn't shave either. I looked awful. And and um, and so you know people would say, man, what I saw on Friday, you clean up pretty good. You ever hear, hear people say that? Maybe somebody comes to church and. And um, you know maybe like like Horace King. Normally he's here on Sunday night. He's not here tonight, so I can talk about him, right? Uh, you think about how he he works there at the lumber mill, hard work. And I can't imagine. I I think about them, especially in the hot summer months of you know June, July, and August, and it's it's hot and humid, and they're out there you know working and and um and, and then you know the work that they do there at the sawmill. But then on Sunday, Horace cleans up pretty good, doesn't he? And we we think about that phrase. Well, that's what Christ does for us, the new self. He's Making us a a new creature in Christ. and, And people ought to say, man, you clean up pretty good. And I'm not necessarily talking about the outside. I know I talked about, you know, putting on a white suit and everything. But I'm talking about on the inside. You remember what Jesus said about those religious leaders? He said, you're just whitewashed tombs. What did he mean? He's talking about how on the outside, you know, they were whitewashed. And they appeared to look a certain way. But Jesus said on the inside you got dead man's bones. Death. But what Jesus does is He makes us new. And He does that from the inside out. You know, if we try to do it from the outside in, it doesn't work, it doesn't last. That's religion, it makes you miserable. You burn out, all that stuff. But I'm talking about a relationship with Christ. You love the Lord and you talk with Him. And you pour your heart out to God. You cry out to God like like David did many times that we saw recently. And, And as you you share your heart with God, and you obey His Word, and you honor God, and you worship God, He makes us new. So that's what we need to put on as we express our new self. You know, last Sunday night, we, we saw from this very uh, book here in Colossians 3, the previous verses, how we should live each day by taking off some things. And a matter of fact, even prior to that, Paul says that we're to put some things to death. You know, perish some, th- some things that evil, sinful nature, the, the, the evil desires, the sinful sexual desires, we should put it to death. You know, that that means us, we do away with it. We settle it. Not going to entertain that. Not even going to think about it. Put it to death. Then he says we're to take off some things. Anger and, and, a, and wrath and, and foul language and slander and lying. These are not things that Christians ought to do. We shouldn't be lying and and, uh, and having a foul mouth and, 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 and wrath and all these th- all the bad things that go with our old self. Listen, that's what we need to take off. I mean, if this represents anger and wrath and, and foul language, then what do I do with it? I just take it off. And there it goes. And I don't find myself when somebody hurts my feelings and, and, and somebody makes me angry. I don't find myself coming back over here and saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put this back on for just a second, you know. And uh, no, no, we just leave it. We don't put it back on. We, uh, we, we take it off. But what are we supposed to put on? Here, let me, let me change, the, change the set for just a second. All right, all of a sudden, that's, that's the bad stuff. But this over here, that's the good stuff. It's on the side of the cross, right? And, and so my life has been changed. And so I'm taking off wrath and foul language and slander and lying and all the bad things that go with it. That's what I don't want to express. Man, what a terrible witness when someone who is a Christian and we allow the old nature to guide us and that's what we express Paul says here that we're to put on some things so I'm I'm coming over here now and I'm gonna I've taken off the bad the things that doesn't honor God I got this coat all messed up here but uh but now I'm all of a sudden I'm I'm putting on some things I should have brought me a different coat should have brought me a white coat or something um different different coat but But now I'm putting on some things. I've taken off the anger, wrath, foul language, slander, lying, all the things that Christians ought not be doing. And here in verses 12 through 14, Paul gives us some things to replace those bad things that do not honor God with. Some good things that we put on since we took off the bad. So follow along with me here in verse 12. Um, Let me flip the page here, I'm sorry. Therefore, as the elect of God, here it is, holy and beloved, put on what? Tender mercies and kindness and humility and meekness and long-suffering, bearing with one with one another, and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. But above all these things, put on what? Love. That's key. Above all those things you put on. In other words, make sure you put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So, you know, we are to put on the things that are good, godly, holy, and tender, put on tender mercies and kindness, humility, meekness, and long suffering, bearing with one another. So we put on these things, Paul says. Reminds us that as believers, God chose us to be holy, to be set apart. I mean, do you you see that in verse 12? Therefore, therefore refers back to the previous verses of what we're to take off, and it connects with this. You take those off, but now as the elect of God, those who've trusted Christ, we've placed our faith in Jesus as the elect of God. Here it is, holy and beloved. That means that we're set apart, holy, sanctified, that we looked at this morning in Joshua 3. You remember Joshua commanded the people of God to sanctify themselves? In other words, he's telling them to be holy. And the Bible says God tells us to be holy because he's holy. So if I'm expressing my new self in Christ, then I need to be holy. That means that I am set apart from the world. That means I stand out. The reason He chose us is because we are well beloved by God. You see that? Holy and beloved. And so we we are we, we stand out. We are set apart. We, we, we intentionally set ourselves apart from the world and from our old self and sin. We set ourselves apart from that to God. I'm not going to let this world conform, I'm not going to conform to what the world says I ought to be. I intentionally set myself apart, come out from among all of that, and say Lord, what I want is to honor you. I'm expressing, my, but, but look at this here. God took us as we were out of his love, we're beloved and changes us to be different and to stand out from the world. We really ought to stand out. People ought to say, wow, I mean, you seem to have such encouragement. You seem to have hope. And you seem to be different from the world. You're honest. You do what you say you're supposed to do. You have character and integrity. And and, and, and you're not, you know, I I don't hear the foul mouth and and the, the, the filthy language and all that stuff coming out of you. There's a difference in you. You just seem to be different from the world and the people see that. That's the way it ought to be. That's what being set apart means. That what, that's what being holy means. And we're beloved by God. Because He loved us and His grace and His mercy. And He changes us from the inside out. So we we do so we take off some things and then we put on some things as well. And you know, I mean if you and I stand out or are holy as God has called us to be, then non-believers will be attracted to us and won't what we've got that they don't have meaning and purpose in life stability love and joy and peace all of these things that you can't find in this world people are trying to find it in the world but they'll never find it, they'll never be satisfied but you and I when we have a talk with Jesus and you and I when we read God's word and we apply his word to our life and as we walk with God there's a difference so we express that new self Think about it as if, you know, as you think about what we're to put on. Tender mercy. So we put on a heart of mercy, kindness, and humility, meekness and gentleness, and long-suffering, or patience. Do we have those things on tonight? If not, let's put it on. Let's, let's put these things on because this is what the Word of God says tells us that we're to put on. Tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. You know, the world says that's, you know, that's you're weak. If you're meek, you're just a weak person. No. That's not being weak. It's easy to, to be mean, and it's, it's easy to, you know, give somebody a piece of your mind. You try to be humble and meek. Well, what does long-suffering mean? I mean, that just simply means... You know, we have patience with others. Verse 13 says we are forbearing one another. What does that mean? Forbearing one another. That means we just put up with one another, right? <laughs> I mean, we do that by honoring God when we put on kindness and humility. And we don't think too highly of ourselves. We're not prideful or arrogant. But we're humble and we're, we're, we're kind. Also, we're, we put on patience. We'll put up with one another if we have that. Kindness and patience and humility. Putting up with each other to be what Christians put on. Do we put up with each other very well? This mo- the, the, after this morning, I was walking out, and I, my mind was totally gone. I mean, I, and I, I told Karen after the service, I, I said, Look, I just preached a, a sermon, and I, I didn't even know that there was a flower sitting right here. She said, I told you before the service, you know. And um and, and then as it turned out, um, you know, Blair and Reed they're they're out of town. They'll be here next Sunday, praise God, and uh, looking forward to baby dedication. But I but I I told Karen, I apologized to her. I said, I'm I'm sorry. And and she said, Don't apologize, and she put ha ha, you know, and, and, and so so what what do we do? We we, we put up with each other. She could have got mad as fire at me this morning. The pastor. Uh, he don't have time to listen to me and, and he belittled me this morning and and all of, no, no, she's, she's like, don't, don't apologize. And she thought it was funny. She, she thought, I, I even mentioned it to you this morning. What, what are we going to do with, with that pastor? We spell it out for him and he still don't get it right, you know? Well, I mean, that's the way all of us are. We all have flaws. But we should love each other and be patient. We should be uh, humble and kind toward each other. Paul says, forbear one another. Let's put that on. You let a group of believers forbear and, and be humble towards each other, show humility and, and kindness. I'm telling you that's something that the world will be attracted to. We put on these things. The problem is today, we take that off really quick and we wear our feelings on our shoulders and we give people a piece of our mind we don't put up with each other. That's what forbearing means. Let's put up with each other. We put up with each other. We, we honor God when we do that. We take off you know, the old and we put on patience and forbearance and kindness we also should go the extra mile not only just put up with one another oh my goodness here we go forgive one another (laughs) wow Uh, notice this bearing with one another that's forbearing or putting up with one another and forgiving one another forgiveness Lord wait a minute let me just inform you what they said about me Or let me just inform you um, how hard it is to forgive this person. And then I I think about what Jesus did. How hard was it for him to go to the cross so that we might be forgiven? And from that very cross, one of Jesus' final words were, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. If he can forgive them while he's dying for the very ones that's mocking him on the cross as he's really dying for them, what does that say about us? I mean, that's our example. We're to forgive, even not just put up with each other, but forgive each other. Even as Christ, notice this, forgave you, so you must also do. Christ forgave us. That's reason enough, isn't it? I love Doctor Don Wilton when he makes a strong point. I had him uh, for a, a expository preaching class one time, and and um, and he. Um, he would always at the when we i mean all of us were just kind of intimidated that's dr wilton you know and um so he'd come in and hey guys and uh who's going to lead us in prayer you know and and we just you what if i mess up or don't say the right prayer that's dr wilton you know and, and finally he, he he came in and and uh he said who's going to lead us in prayer and he said guys and he threw his keys on the on the table he said uh he said, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here looking at men of God. Are you not? <laughs> You're men of God, right? And, and he, says, uh, he says, and yet none of you want to pray. He said, you look like death warmed over. <laughs> he says, any questions? And that was his thing. It, that, if he made a strong point, it was always, any questions? So God says we're to forgive, forbear, put up with one another, and even forgive any questions? Especially when you consider that Christ forgave us. I just want you to know that's what forgiven people do is forgive. If I'm not willing to forgive, I've got to wonder if I've been forgiven. Because if I under, or it could be I'm forgiven, but I just I just don't know the magnitude of what I've been forgiven from. The grace of God, the love of God, the price that Jesus paid with his own royal blood that we would be forgiven. Oh, when I grasp that, just scratch the surface of that, I should be willing to forgive. Paul says here that we put this on. Put on forgiveness. Put on mercy and, and love. and Put up with each other. Forbear one another and keep, go the extra mile and even forgive. Paul stated in verse 14, Of all that we put on, we must be sure to put this one thing on. What is it? Love. Boy, that's the key right there. Love. With love, unconditional God's kind of love, we we find the courage and and the grace and the strength to forgive others. You know, what I'd encourage you to do, this, this really helps. If there's somebody that you're at odds with, somebody that's hard to love, maybe even hard to put up with and hard to forgive hard to forbear you pray for them and you find out if you don't start loving them man it'll change your perspective you begin to pray for them you lift them up you, you come to the throne of God and you lift them up say Lord they say this and they do this and it drives me crazy and I don't know why they are what they are but you see God knows why they're that way and so you begin to pray and you lift them up and you pray for them and it'll change your perspective. Then you'll, you'll find yourself being interested in them and loving them. How did work go today? They're going to be a, they might even have a heart attack that you cared enough to ask them because for so long you didn't want to put up with them, let alone forgive them. And so you're asking them because you're genuinely interested because you're lifting them up to the Lord in prayer. When you think of forgiving someone, so maybe sometimes it can be tough. That's where real love is, is involved love them. And you know people really don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. That's that's everybody. That's believers and non-believers. Love them. Because God loved us. What was it that Jesus said would be the the way that people would know that we're his disciples? What was it? That we were, that we could pray impressive prayers? That we could memorize a bunch of scripture. All of that's great. Praying is powerful. We need to do that. That we have perfect attendance at church all the time. What was it that Jesus said would identify that we are His disciples? Love. Love for one another. And we get in tune with God. Miles, is the ceiling falling in back there on you, man? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't want to lose my, I don't want to lose my thought. Um, but. You know, we, we put on love, the same way that God loves us, we're to love other, the same way that God forgave us, we're to forgive other, and we need help with that. We pray, we call on God, and so first of all, when we put when we express our new self, we need to understand what we need to put on. And that's forbearance, and humility, and love. We put that on, even forgiveness. But also in verses 15 through 17. We must let Christ rule in our hearts. Not let ourselves rule, not let the ways of the world rule in our heart, but we let Christ rule in our heart. The reality tonight is that there is something or someone that rules in our heart. It may be us, we may be just ourselves, ruling ourselves. It may be a friend. We're fascinated with a, a friend or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, relationship, spouse. It could be a co-worker. Someone that, that we work with. And, uh, or it could just be the world's way and, and, and we're conforming to the way of the world and that's what's ruling our hearts. Who or what influences us the most? Think about that. What a question to consider tonight. Because in, in your heart is something or someone that rules. Who is it? Can we say that it's Christ? As Christians, we ought to say Christ. Now, we know that's the answer. Every one of us, we know that. We know that we should say, who is it that should rule our hearts? You know, the answer is always Jesus, right? Yeah, Jesus. We say that, but but is that really the truth tonight? What is ruling in our hearts? Look at verse 15. Um, I'm sorry, I'm having, there it is. I found it. (laughs) Um, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Not let anxieties, not let worries, not let things of the world, not not let how I'm going to get even with somebody, all of that stuff. No, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body to be thankful. So let the peace of God rule in your hearts. When Paul wrote that we as believers let the peace of God rule in our hearts. I don't know if you if if you have an amplified translation or not. I would I would encourage you to do that in your in your Bible study time. T- to get you an amplified version. That's almost like a glorified word study, if you will. And it's based on the original text. And and so uh, the amplified gives us more detail into what it means to let the, the the peace of God rule in our hearts. Listen to this. Let the inner calm of one who walks daily with Jesus be the controlling factor in your hearts. That is deciding and settling questions that, is, that arises. The inner calm of the one that walks daily with Jesus. And then I think about Philippians chapter 4 where Paul talks about the peace of God that passes all... Understanding This is what should be ruling in our hearts. How does that happen? It happens by prayer. Don't let anxieties rule in your heart and fears. Let the peace of God. And actually in, in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Paul says that we're to be anxious for nothing. But we basically trade our anxieties with the peace of God. And we do that by prayer and supplication, letting our request be made known unto God. What does that sound like? That's walking with God. How, how is it that we let Christ rule in our hearts? We let the peace of God rule in our hearts? we got to talk to Him. We walk with Him. So as we walk daily with Jesus, He must be the controlling factor that influences us in our decisions when questions come up. We, we, we look to Jesus. We, we pray. We talk to Jesus. I wonder how much of an influence does the... Uh, the peace of God rule our hearts make on a daily basis just think about it thoughts come up and as those thoughts come up maybe we have questions or maybe there's fears there's circumstances we don't understand God's timing doesn't make sense and everything's just just haywire I mean it just and so what do we do well we let the peace of God rule in our hearts we walk with him we talk with him we pray we experience God's peace in our hearts instead of instead of doing it my way or doing it our way. If we walk daily with Jesus and He rules in our hearts, this is what we should look like. But note, notice this also. Where you see where, um, where Paul says, to which also you were called in what? One body. Imagine the unity that would take place if the body of Christ has the same Jesus rules in in their hearts and we talk with him imagine imagine if that would be the case if we would we would walk with him and let the peace of God rule in our hearts this is what it should look like I don't know about you but this is what I want in my life I want the peace of God to be ruling in my life when difficulties arise and circumstances don't make sense I think about my family. I think about my church family. Listen, I want the peace of God. That's what I want. You can't find the peace of God in a bottle. You can't find it in medications. You can't find it in earthly relationships. You can't find it in money and and, and popularity and fame. And all the world has to offer. But I'll tell you where you can find it. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Instead of being anxious and worrying, and maybe even being hard to live with, not, not wanting to forbear, put up with each other, not willing to forgive, walk with God. Let the peace of God rule in our hearts. Instead of letting, letting our imaginations go out. I love, I mean, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And so Paul says when we pray, we're trading our anxieties with the peace of God that passes all understanding. And then Paul says that... Um, that that God then will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. What a powerful picture. That's a military term, guard. Don't you want God guarding your heart and your mind? That happens with prayer, with walking with Him. He will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And it gets better in verse 16. Look with me in verse, uh, verse 16. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and teaching and uh, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord this is the how to of letting the peace of God rule in your hearts How, how do we do that from verse 15 verse 16 says letting God's word dwell richly in all wisdom and teaching and also letting God's word dwell in our singing I mean, our singing should be just basically God's Word put to music. You know, it touches the heart. It's powerful. And so we, we have a song that we sing, and it's letting God's Word dwell richly in our hearts. You know, I, 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 love, I love that song, Seek You First the Kingdom of God and His Righteousness. You know, and His righteousness And all these things will be added unto you Hallelujah! We used to do that in youth, and you know we'd have to do it in rounds, right? You know, you'd start off, and okay, you start off, and then they'll say, "All right, now you come in," and then you come in, and you'd have all this going on, and it was just made such melody. And it's, but what I love about that is it's just scripture put to music. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and we'll be able to sing Hallelujah! When the bottom falls out and the bad doctor report comes in. And um, the my chart doesn't look good, and and uh, the bank account's not looking good. We can say Hallelujah, Alleluia. Why? Because we're not seeking those things. Those things are important. I'm not minimizing that. But have a little talk with Jesus and walk with God. Let the peace of God rule in our hearts. And I'm telling you, we'll be able to sing, as Donna was talking about this morning. When it when, when everything is, is, is not making sense and, and you're overwhelmed, we'll be able to praise him anyway, because he's the one that we're seeking. And when we do that, what's gonna happen then is, is Christ will rule in our hearts. This is more than just when we meet together, by the way. I'm talking about a way of life. Every day in our homes, at work, in school, in the community, reading scripture. Letting God's Word dwell in our hearts and mind. Our songs, we sing. You know, we sing songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We think about our about our worship service. We have a call to worship. And we have the hymns that we sing. And then you have the spiritual songs, which will be a special. And, um, you know, Donna didn't even get, get through her song today. And some people might say, my goodness. You know, maybe she ought to sing that when she can get through it. No, she sang it at exactly the right time because not getting through it is the, is the power of God. And I believe that ministered to folks more than if she got through it and did it very polished. You understand what I'm saying? Spiritual songs! Making our songs uh, to the Lord in praise because of who He is. We sing and we let His Word dwell in us. Not just on Sundays, but especially on Mondays. Letting His Word uh, dwell in our hearts and, and in our minds. So that when we, when we face a Monday morning, we can get up tomorrow morning and say, all things work together for good to those that love God and those that are the called according to His purpose so that we can remember to cast all our care on Him because He cares for us. Isn't it important to know that? Let that dwell richly in you. I can do all things. A lot of times we stop right there, isn't it? Through Christ who gives me strength. All things. I think about Gideon. You know, the, the angel shows up and says, Thou mighty man of valor, <laughs> I, I just would love to. Just, I, I, you know, I, I would love to have a conversation with Gideon but w- when I get to heaven. I'd love to ask him about that. You know, what was that like? You know, wouldn't, I'd just love to have an interview about that. Because Gideon's like, I guess I'm the only one. What, me? Mighty man of valor? Well, Gideon didn't see what God saw. And yes, we can let the peace of God. And let Christ rule in our hearts. And that makes the difference. And when that happens, and we're letting the Word of God dwell richly in us, we find ourselves remembering that Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And we come to Him, and we experience that rest because Jesus said He'll give it if we come. And we we, we just we remember, we let God's word dwell Richly in us. And it's going to give us peace. And guess what else it'll give us? It'll give us humility. We'll put on humility. We'll put on forbearance. We'll be able to express our new self in a way that this world so desperately needs to see. Verse 17. Notice this. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him finally verse 17 expresses how we ought to do our best for the Lord not man but for the Lord because he's worthy and everything doesn't leave anything out whatever we do let's, do, let's offer nothing but our best to the Lord when I, when I coach when when I was coaching in, in rec ball and and, and then if I'm asked to, to pray, you know, at the high school with basketball or football or baseball, one of the things that I, that I challenge the, the students with is the difference of trying to um, glorify yourself, doing your best to try to make yourself great as compared to doing your best to make God great. That makes the difference. You know, in everything, we ought to do our best for the glory of God so the question is can we say that everything we do is done to and for the Lord what's our motive are we doing it for us are we doing it for recognition or are we doing it for the glory of God we keep in mind that we should do our best for the one who offered his best I mean the very best the Lord Jesus his everything That'll make the difference. You know, Sunday school would be a lot better if we did our best for the Lord. Choir would be a lot better if we did our best for the Lord. Kids' ministry would be a lot better if we did our best for the Lord. Not just for us. Student ministry would be a lot better if we did our best for the Lord that, that it would be offered, you know, to the Lord. Not just do it because I'm a parent and my kid's in it and I want my kid to have fun. <laughs> no, I do it for the Lord. College and career. Wednesday nights would be better. If we offered our best to the Lord, everything will be affected in the most positive way when we apply not only in verse 17, but all the previous verses as well, expressing our new self. Are we offering what, what verse 17 says? Are we doing our best for the glory of God? What a difference it makes when He's my reason and I focus on Him as a Christian. This is how we express our new self. Let's make sure that we're putting on a heart of mercy, kindness, humility and meekness, gentleness, long-suffering and patience, even forgiveness. Let's make sure that we bear with one another. We put up with each other in Christian love by resolving any quarrels or disagreements because we have intentionally put on mercy and kindness and gentleness and the patience and the power of God even willing to forgive. We ought to be so willing to forgive you know that, that, that when we go to somebody and say you know what I, I, I'm sorry I, I, I misspoke or I, I didn't do right. That, oh listen I, I appreciate that and just like that it ought to be done. But my goodness so many times sometimes it don't get resolved does it? Sometimes people just got to hold on, and they just can't let go. They have their reasons, and you know what that is—pride. That's it, that's all it is, pride. And so I've got my reasons, and I'm—it's going to take a while. You know, it's going to take—you know, probably going to take about ten years. You're going to have to going to have to, uh, you know, act better, and and uh, we'll see, and, and and maybe maybe in about ten years I might can. Well, ten years goes by, and I hadn't let it go. You know what happens? I'm a whole lot more bitter, and I hate that person now. I'm, I don't, you know, what I'm saying? that's what the that's what the flesh does. And and we were having this conversation at home just a few na- days ago, and, and I, I was telling Michael, I said, I said, Michael, I said, I said, God turns not that Michael was being proud. We were just talking about about you know the need to be humble, and and not to be you know prideful. And um, I said, Michael, I said, God doesn't turn anybody away except the one that thinks highly of himself. And why is that? It's because the one that thinks highly of himself, they're living their life and doing their thing because they don't think they need God. God's way, (laughs) I think I can do a little bit better than that. I think I can, I'll do it my way, you know, and I'll live my way. And I'm proud. My goodness, I don't have humility, do I really think, because I don't even think I need God even. Do I really think that, 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 that I am going to you know, have God's blessing and, and God's power in my life when, when I lack the things that God says we're to put on. I intentionally take it off because I think I'm somebody. No, let's, let's, let's be humble and be kind to each other, gentleness. Also, we express our new self by letting Christ and His Word dwell in our hearts. How much does Christ and His Word influence our decisions, our choices, how we treat others and our service to the Lord? You may be one that doesn't sing a lot, but we ought to always have a song. You know, one of the songs that, that um, a lot of times I, I'll, uh, I'll sing in the car on the way you know, to church in the morning is, to God be the glory, great things He has done. So love to the world that He gave us His Son. You know, Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give Him the glory. <laughs> Great things He's done. You try singing that when you wake up in the morning and see if it doesn't give you a, a heavenly perspective. Realizing that what, all the good things that God has done through Christ. And we can rejoice as a result of it. God, I want to be all that You want me to be. I want to express my new self. Because if, if, if I don't express my new self, I got nothing to express. It's vain and empty what I once was, but now I know you, Lord, and I want to focus on you and I want to dwell but your, let you dwell in me and the peace of God dwell in my heart, let your word dwell, and I want to do my best for your glory to make your name great. Oh Lord. when that happens, imagine imagine a, a body of believers. You know that that live like that. There'll be such unity, willing to forgive, forbearing one another. You know, I mean, I, I just, I'm just telling you, life is a lot sweeter that way, and it gets sweeter and sweeter too. We we don't, you know, uh, we don't get. I mean, I'm getting to be, I'm 50. I'll be 50 years old this year, and and uh, I don't want to be an old grouch. I, I don't want to, you know. Valerie's laughing because it seems like, you know, uh, maybe that, maybe I'm complaining a little bit more about things. I let things get to me like that I shouldn't. But if you walk with Jesus, man, I'm just telling you, it's going to get sweeter. And if I'm an old grouch, then uh, I'm probably not praying to God like I should. You know, it, it, let's, let's let the, there's, this things get sweeter. Let's, let's focus on Him and let's honor and glorify Him. Our Heavenly Fathers, we come before you tonight. Lord, I just thank you that it is possible for you to rule in our hearts. and So I ask for that tonight, Jesus that we would let you rule in our hearts. God, that we would be sure to put on the things that you tell us to put on. Lord, that we would have a heart of mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, gentleness, long-suffering, forbearance, willing to put up with each other and even forgive each other because you, for, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. May we love others. And God, I pray that we'll let you and your word dwell richly in our heart. We'll sing your praise with hymns and songs and spiritual song, The song that you've put in our hearts. What a difference. God, I pray tonight that we would replace bitterness, negativity, those kind of things with humility, gentleness, and forbearance and love. Oh God, your word says above all those things to put on love. May we do that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you to come tonight. Whatever it is tonight, maybe you need to say, Lord, I've, I have taken some things off and I need to just take, put them back on. Take some stuff off and put some stuff back on. Things that are good. Humility. Forbearance. Maybe there's somebody you need to forgive. I, I don't know. Maybe the Word of Christ is not dwelling in your hearts and ruling in your hearts. Let's, let's do that tonight. Whatever He leads us to do. As Donna leads us, would you stand together? And I encourage you to come. The altar is open tonight. I'm asking every head bowed and every eye closed right now. And, you know, just let the peace of God rule in your hearts. What's ruling in your hearts right now? If it's not God's word and it's not things of God, let's change that tonight because life will be a lot better and a lot sweeter when we let the peace of God rule in our hearts. And we'll treat people better. Even the dog's going to know it, you know. I mean, it's just going to be sweeter. There'll be that new change that God is trying to work in our hearts tonight. I encourage you to come. Maybe God's laying someone on your heart that maybe you need to reach out to and say, I'm sorry, or I forgive you, or will you forgive me? Life's too short to hang on to some things. Let's be set free tonight. And let's express our new self, the person we're becoming in Christ. Thank you so much. I pray that your heart's been touched tonight, and I pray that God's Word would indeed dwell richly in our hearts this week. And I pray, I hope tomorrow morning you think about that that wonderful hymn, To God Be the Glory. And uh, Larry, wake up in the morning and sing that as loud as you can to Elaine. Sing that song. Uh, Chris, sing that to Dina first thing in the morning. To God be the glory, great things He has done. And let that song, what a great way to, to start the day, thinking about how good God is. no other assurance like that, is there, Miles? Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's, that's another one. Blessed assurance. Uh, heir of salvation. Purchase of God. I mean, think about what he's done for us. And that's what we need to dwell on. Dwell richly on, uh, on the things of God. So I pray you have a great evening tonight. And I pray it'll be a great week. And I look forward uh, to uh, Wednesday night. Hope you'll be able to join us back on Wednesday night. And then remember, next Sunday is baby dedication. And then our super chilly cook-off will be next uh, Sunday. Uh, starting at 5 o'clock, we'll meet here. So just want to remind you about that and uh, hope you have a great week. And um, as we close tonight, Kevin, would you, brother, lead us in a word of prayer? God bless.